0: This is the B Team podcast brought to you by Jack Rabbit Illustrated. The B Team is presented by Drake's Place in Vital, South Dakota and sponsored by Jack Rabbit Central and
1: Shenanigans in Sioux Falls. Now, here are your B Team hosts, Brendan and Ben.
0: Hey, everyone. How professional is that, huh? Big, big Hobo Week edition to the podcast. We got a real intro, not just for the audio version. We got it on the live version now. As always, I'm Brendan. As, as always, joined by Ben. We're a day late and a dollar short, and that's my fault. Uh, work's been nuts. Uh, glad you can see my glorious background here. Now it's a lot bigger this way. But <laughs> Ben, how, how was your weekend? And uh, we're also joined by Chad. He's, he's our uh, producer guy now. From uh, the the takedown podcast, if you're paying attention to our Twitter and things like that, he's helping us out. He'll be jumping in and out, uh, kind of like Dallas used to. So, anyways, how's your
2: weekend been? It was it was good. The weekend was good. Um, got the got the W. That's all that really matters. But uh, yeah, I finally got my basement set up, so I'm on the big screen now. And yeah, it's, it was it was nice to watch a Jacks game at home and uh, just kind of relax and. Take it all in. So, do you are are you watching us on the
0: big screen in the background right now? Just the no checkup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing on it right now. <laughs> but no, uh, I was. You know, it's always good to get a win. Um, you just you wish that we did it more cleanly. Obviously. Um, you know, you look at the final score and it's like, well, you know, why are we not happy with Fort 41-17? But anybody that watched that game knows how it went and how until, you know, late second quarter, it was not good. And, you know, especially against a team like that, that we should be beating handily the whole game. Right. You know, and it... it... You're right. It's hard to be mad with 41
0: points. It feels like we're frustrated with the offense all the time. You know, Matt and Kyle talked about that earlier this week. We always feel like the offense has more. Right after that Colorado State game, and then I looked up the stats. We are the third highest scoring team in the country in points per game at 40 45.8 points per game, which is absurd. Which is so, like, crazy. Us complaining is a bit It is a bit ridiculous when you look at the results, but you're not wrong. Um, But I am going to chalk some of it up to a little bit of a hangover from the Southern Illinois game, right? I think we had a little bit of that going on. And number two, Western Illinois goes out of their way to screw with us with game times. And I, you know, I think most people who are watching realize what all goes into it. Um, But uh Yeah. Dustin Helton says big three problems. Oh, we won 41 to 17, but it's not good enough. Uh, (laughs) yeah, right. Yeah. We're kind of whiny about that. Um, but, um, that the first thing is that that game start time was weird on purpose because you, you know, the guys show up, what, four, three, four hours before the game start warming up. All right. So your normal two o'clock game, if it's at home or somewhere that you're staying in town, then you're getting there at what 10 o'clock, maybe 9 30, 9 o'clock if you're a little earlier. Um, and now you do it at noon in Macomb when you're staying 90 minutes, 90 miles away in Peoria. So now you got to tack an hour and a half onto that earlier. So now we're going from 9 30 to 7 30. Now you got to get up and get breakfast, and you got to leave in time to get there. Plus, you got to eat breakfast, get all your stuff in a row. Now you're getting up at like five, six o'clock, whatever their schedule is. That's a that's a huge difference in just your your body's what you're used to and what you're playing is. And I they, they do that on purpose. I mean, we all remember the snow game where the buses showed up 15 minutes before and they're like, Nope, we're playing right now, and that's too bad for you. So um, I chalk some of it up to that. And now the other reality of it is Western's played pretty much everybody close for at least a half. Like Montana beat them is the only team probably I think who beat them by a worse score than we did, and that was still like a fourteen point game at half. So it's not like it was. A, they're not some pushover team. They fight everybody. They're going to be really dangerous next year.
2: No, they're not. They're not terrible. Um, I think it's just more. You know, for me, it's it's the we need to be more efficient in the red zone is the biggest thing. Um, we had some red zone trips uh, that we turned into field goals that if those are touchdowns, then we're sitting you know, up 10 or 14 or whatever. And we feel a lot better about it. And I think it's especially frustrating after we saw the same thing happening at Southern Illinois, which led to the loss that, you know, we in that Southern Illinois game, I looked at it, we punted one time, which means that, and, and we had three turnovers, but, other than the three turners and the punt, we scored. And so mm-hmm. that tells you that we just were not efficient in the red zone and we settled too many times for field goals, which is what we did early in this game. And so that's something that we got to clean up. Um, you're not going to win championships kicking field goals. This mm-hmm. isn't the NFL. You got to score touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, we, we got to be more efficient in the red zone. Yeah, and Jim Poppins says high expectations. And we know that if we put fourth quarters together,
0: we know how well this team can perform. And, you know, that's true. Um, um, my biggest frustration isn't the, necessarily the red zone, although it's part of it. Is the, is the, um, sorry, my dogs went nuts by me, um, is third down efficiency on offense and defense. We were really efficient and really good at that for the beginning part of the year. And then now the Southern Illinois and Western Illinois games, we've been really bad at it. Um, I know the defense is really banged up, um, but when you get them in third and 10-plus, you can't let them convert that. Like That cannot get converted with any regularity. It should be a rarity, and you shouldn't be sitting there going, oh, I hope we get them off the field here you know that is a that's a problem that needs to be solved um and offensively too that's i mean at the start of the game and i think at the end of the game our our third down statistics are terrible so we need to do a little bit better job of staying out schedule and converting third downs that's huge cuz we score a lot of points and i was listening on the radio today and they had um stig on the radio i don't remember which it was on 981 or whatever and we're running like 68 plays a game and our opponents are running 80 plays a game, which means we're getting off the field fast and that can work, but it also means you're not having a lot of sustained drives. So your defense is out there a whole bunch more and you, your defense is going to wear out and we don't want to be trying to have shootouts with teams because we got a worn out team.
2: Yeah. And I think the big thing is we're we're relying on big plays right now, which is it's good that we can hit them. We've got the, this crazy athletes, the Strongs, the Yankees, you know, and Oladokun that are, and Craft that are just, you know, putting up these awesome highlight plays, but mm-hmm. you become too reliant on it and you don't, you forget that, man, when it comes down to it, we need to be able to convert a third down. And right. we just, these last two games, we haven't done that well. Um, We did it better against Southern Illinois than we did it against Western Illinois, actually, because, like I said, we only punted once against Southern Illinois. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and I think it's a product of getting into some third and longs, uh, which we need to do a better job of staying on schedule, getting yards and early downs. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, whether that's, Mm -hmm. you know, our uh, whether it's strong needing to to put his head down and get five or six yards instead of looking for the home run or if it's Oladokun looking for you know somebody on a shorter route to get some yards in those early downs rather than going for that big play um, i think it's something that you know we need to work on and get better at in order to continue to you know uh, play at a championship level like we think this team can
1: so maybe get back a little bit to the old school jacks football run the ball run the ball run the ball run the ball well to a
0: point i don't think you can have a our running back room, I think, is too thin to just try to run like we did when we had Zener. Things like that, it, it's too thin. Mike Morgan is our number three running back. Not saying he wouldn't be capable or good at it, but he's more of a fullback player. You know, it's like when the Packers ended up having John Kuhn be the halfback. Was it horrible? Yeah. No, but it wasn't great either. And we don't want to beat on Pierre Strong too much. And when you have offensive weapons everywhere else, and we do. You do still want to throw the ball, but I think right now personally watching us, when we're not clicking, it almost feels like our play calling is – it feels like there's a fine line between keeping teams off balance and not having an identity, and we don't have an identity when we're struggling. It's just we're kind of all over, and it's like we're just throwing darts until we get something that starts to hit and then when we start clicking it's like oh there is all right now this is what we do cool and i don't know do you guys do you feel that way at all
1: i mean i was thinking you know i didn't think i'd ever hear myself say this but maybe more of the previous stig type play calling (laughs) 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 that's what i hopped on to say honestly Mm
2: -hmm. yeah i i that for sure, I'll say we we miss Isaiah Davis. Um, he's yeah. he's a part of our game plan that we had last year that made us nearly unstoppable, and he we're missing him now. Not not to say that Strong can't do it by himself because he's a beast and he mm-hmm. is doing it. But um, to have that change of pace and to have that back that can wear a team down, um, instead of hitting a home run, you know it's it's good to hit home runs, but like you said, we're getting off the field too fast. And so, you know, like we're not giving our defense um, the rest and credit to the team. I mean, I think I didn't pay attention to it as much. I know Southern Illinois did it, but I'm guessing Western Illinois did some no huddle, kept our guys not being able to mm-hmm. sub as much, which is, you know, smart because we do have a deep defensive line. If you keep those guys fresh, it's hard. They're hard to stop. But um, yeah. So obviously stuff to clean up. Uh, Garrett Meyer says the play calling specifically during the second quarter of the past two games has been predictable. I would agree with that. I think, I think that's yeah. the most frustrating part about our offense right now is it feels predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you yeah, know, we, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword because we're, we're saying that we should get back to a more vanilla, you know, offense and play calling, but at the same time, we don't want it to be predictable. So, if, if
0: you're Jason Eck listening to this right now he's just got to be going <laughs> yeah like, what do you want idiots. <laughs> all right we're putting up we're putting up forty six points a game and you're pissing and moaning and you want me to be run the ball and more vanilla but you want me to be not predictable pick a team I, I but um there's something we gotta recognize too right now specifically with Isaiah Davis being hurt we are just with two positions being different a completely different offense than when mark was running the offense because realistically we're down two of our main rushing threats chris isn't as much isn't a runner we're not calling design runs for him right so now we don't have and mark ran like a running back which was a unique thing about him that's what we we loved about him. it was cool it's awesome but he's Chris just isn't that type of guy, right? What do you want? What do you want? (laughs) Um, You know, he's just not that guy. And then you lose Isaiah as well. Well, now you lose two heads of a three-headed rushing attack. And now we have a quarterback who um, marks a good passing quarterback, and he's going to be very good in um, the upcoming seasons. But where he's at right now, I think Oladokun has a better – He's a better passer than Mark was at this point or at any point last year. So we're better at throwing the ball than we are running the ball by quite a wide margin, I think, compared to where we were last year. I mean, Pierre Strong's amazing. The 605 hogs are great. But we are a different offense than we were and what you would expect to be with everybody back.
2: Yeah, and I think we're playing to Oladokun's strengths and being able to to pick a defense apart and hit the deep ball. Um, Jim's Jim Poppins says, I understand the comment of of being predictable, but is this something that Eck is holding some plays back for, for the specific game and time? It's possible that he's holding some stuff back. Um, At the same time, I just, I feel like after, after the Southern Illinois loss, I would have liked to see us come out and just roll. What you could argue and what (laughs) offensive
0: coordinators do do, and I don't watch the film like Kyle or Matt, but you could argue that the reason those second quarters are so stale and predictable is because Eck is setting things up. Because offensive coordinators will call plays that they don't think are going to work very well to set it up for a look later in the game. And that's entirely possible that he's, he's setting them up like a boxer with a jab just getting someone used to that and then catching them with the haymaker later, you know, so it's, that's entirely possible. That's something I'm not noticing. We aren't noticing that's going on during the game.
2: Yeah. Garrett Meyer says, agreed with points per game, but your point of third down conversions being bad still wears down the defense. Lots of game left to find games left to find the groove. Um, right. Uh, we've got like one left. We have, we have like one or two games left to find the groove. And then we play right. in DSU. So, um, a couple games left, and Scott says, "Have we just not seen Chris Oladokun's designed runs?" That's possible, you know. Knowing yeah. um, and Steve says, thinking the same, you know, knowing our quarterback situation um, and needing to keep him healthy, they may be holding him back, and maybe that's something yep. we see come out come playoff time or NDSU game or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very possible because he's shown flashes of it. He's got the ability. No, um, well, he's certainly athletic enough to, Mm-hmm. James E. Lark says they should run the ball more, also get the tight ends more targets. We uh, we, agree we we nothing. target the tight ends a lot. We do that, yeah.
0: Well over 50% of Chris's passing touchdowns are to tight ends, which is a that's not a very common thing anywhere. But um at the same time, I don't disagree that they shouldn't get more touches. I don't know. I mean, it felt like the Southern Illinois game. It was the tight ends that were making all the catches, and we didn't see much of Jaden or Jackson or um, a lot of Canyon or anything. And by the way, Canyon Bauer is really coming on nice.
2: Yeah, yeah, he is. It's nice to see a third, third wide receiver threat come come through like that. It was a something that we thought. Um, uh, his name escapes me now. Wolf. We thought Wolf would be that third threat that we would have, and and we've kind of missed it. But, yeah, it's huge to have more weapons because it's more, more people that um, other teams have to account for. But let's uh, put this game behind us. Any last thoughts on this game? Uh, <clears throat> not necessarily on this game, just
0: on our offense as a whole because that's what we're talking about um, mostly. Um, I think offensively this team isn't quite getting the – because they everybody, when they talk about SDSU, it's how balanced this team is, how balanced this team is, how balanced this team is. I don't think how dangerous this offense really is, is necessarily talked about. Because, like I saw it pop up on Twitter the other day, somebody, uh, you know, a Jacks fan was talking about Southeastern Louisiana and the fact they're close to us. We'd wipe the floor with them. And while I don't necessarily agree with that statement, the people coming in, well, you're going to be able to stop their offense. Well, have, have you seen our offense against arguably better defenses in and a, and a stronger strength schedule? We're putting up five points. We're the only team close to them, besides Eastern Washington, scoring more points a game than them. And this gate, this offense seems to get almost pushed aside as an afterthought nationally. Just as this balanced team, they're just a balanced team, and I don't think we're often we are balanced. But I don't necessarily think sometimes even us, as we just sat here and complained for the last <laughs> 20 minutes about how the offense has been producing, um, really um, recognize how special this offense is. I, 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 When's the last time we've had an offense that's averaged over 40 points a game over a six-game span?
2: Uh, probably. Um, and we're
0: a touchdown maybe over never. 40 points a game. This isn't like, oh, yeah. it's 40 and a half. This is 45.8, basically 46 points per game
1: (laughs) 16 It'd have to be closest right
0: i I think 16 is the closest and if i remember right we averaged like 32 or 34 i
1: think think you're right the only the only real criticism i have is i wish we'd run some different formations for when we run and when we throw the ball like you were saying earlier in our chat you know here i was sitting next to you at the siu game and every time every time you could call the play is it going to be a pass or a run right i guess mix that up a little better which, yeah, and that's frustrating. And I think what's what, what causes us to be so
0: angsty about it is just you – we know how potent this offense is. So when you see it struggle for a drive or two or three drives, which we forget is what happens to most teams. You don't score every drive. But it, it frustrates you because you know how good they are and how many weapons and how much talent's on the field. So it is frustrating, but we do got to remember, they give scholarships to the other team's defensive guys too. Right, That's the thing. They, and, and these defensive coordinators are throwing everything they can think of at this offensive line. I mean, there's plenty of times where they just decide, fine, we're just going to blitz everybody all the time. We're just going to blitz, 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 and pray to God we can get to Oladokun before he gets the ball out, or pray to God we get strong down at the line of scrimmage. And he doesn't house it on us because we don't know what else to do.
2: Yeah. So, yes, we've complained way too much. And uh, we're happy that they're scoring so many points. We just want you to do it differently. Yeah. <laughs> Score that many points in w- ways we find acceptable. Right. Same thing, only different. <laughs> yeah. Like spread yeah. it out. Like how about 14 points a quarter? Same. So 48 points total. But different,
0: but same.
2: <laughs> uh Garrett Meyer says you're right about x setting up for you and I and games yeah I mean maybe we'll see maybe we'll see some new stuff for these these upcoming games we'll see um but either way I mean it's it's good to have high expectations it, it would uh, well we have uh, national championship expectations right and that's that's part of what I mean
0: if we if we were shooting for making the playoffs or getting a seed then I think we're probably pretty happy and Things like that, but the expectations are a top four minimum seed and a national championship run, I think, is right. especially after the spring with bringing everybody back from a team that just did it. I right. think that's where the expectations are. Um, I do have concerns with the amount of injuries we've racked up on defense. Um, Agreed. I know, um, I haven't heard any specifics or anything like that, so don't grill me about it on uh, the comments. Um, I know Zimmer. And his podcast said there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a healthy amount of starters out. Um, and Stig was talking about how he can't remember. (laughs) Listen here, Dustin. Uh, (laughs) Dustin Melton says, check out the Wine Team podcast, (laughs) part of the FCS Fans Nation (laughs) Network. We did forget to mention that we are live on the FCS Fans Nation podcasting network, but. Um. Now I forgot what I was gonna say. So whatever. On to you, Ben. I don't uh, know what I was uh, saying. We
2: got we got injury problems. Um. We got and, injury
0: problems. Yes.
2: And we have harped on the offense too much. I'll harp on the defense once. Um. I don't like how we've looked in coverage. Uh. We've got some coverage issues that we need to fix. Um. And that that could be due to some injuries and getting some new guys, um, in and developed. Um. So hopefully we see that clean up cleaned up going forward. But all right. Enough complaining. We'll move on, and, and Brendan will stop uh, creaking his chair. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm, <laughs> it's a
0: metronomic type of
2: podcast
0: uh, rhythm keeper is it's what almost that, is. As, that is.
2: Almost as bad as when he used to pound the table and make <laughs> makes everybody's eardrums blow up. You know, it's, nothing's ever good enough for you. Nothing. <laughs> I, I try and I clearly. try, and
0: clearly nothing's, nothing's good, good enough. enough for you. Yeah. Fine, whatever. You you do your thing. I'm gonna drink a beer and see
2: how it goes. All right. We're gonna move on. We're gonna recap quickly recap the games from last week. We picked one out of conference game, which was the Montana State and Weber State game, which was on was it Friday night? I think I saw it. Um yeah, yeah I I watched the end of it and it was that was ugly, man. I <laughs> yeah. I, the offense. That's the big I sky mean, football we, you're used to. We complained about our offense. Holy buckets! That was right. gross. Like yeah. they were like Montana State was like kicking, basically kicking the ball on third down, being like, "Well, our offense can't do much, but we know your offense can't do anything, so <laughs> you, you can have the ball back."
0: <laughs> it was <laughs> it was the epitome of people talking about Kirk Ferentz and
2: punting their way to victory. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. So, uh big game for the punters for the brand. Um but yeah, Montana State won that game 13 to 7. They covered the spread. Um Indiana State got whooped by Missouri State. Missouri State's offense is humming. Uh they're playing well. They won 37 to 7. Um you picked that one right, I did not. That's the only one we picked different and I messed up. Mm-hmm. Um NDSU beat Illinois State twenty to zero did not cover their spread. Um, you know they're uh, obviously they're really excited about their defense, but their are offensively something to be desired. Um, yeah, and we'll see. You know, is their defense that good, or have they just not played good offenses yet? Mm-hmm. We'll see. I think uh, we'll talk about their upcoming game this week. Um, UND lost to Southern Illinois and but they covered the spread they yep. had a chance to uh tie it at the end of that game uh which southern illinois is weird like that they're just squeaking by yeah they have leads and by they, everything. Just, they let them go and then they squeak by or they're way behind i mean they were down 20-0 to zero against us and they came back came back and forced us to overtime and um yeah uh it, it was it was an ugly ugly one there um, Especially ugly was the kick. It uh is that your dog or is that you?
1: I think that's the dog, isn't that's it? That's my dog. I'm sorry.
2: So, so I think that's
1: gonna catch him up in the playoffs,
2: SIU, but yeah, it, it probably will. Um the the kick was ugly though, the, the kick to tie it. I don't know how far it was, but I saw the the replay of it, and it was like <laughs> like there's the goal post. And then yep. it was like, it, if there was another goalpost beside the goalpost, I still don't think he would have made it. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was that far, right? It's it was really bad. Uh, so maybe you should try out for the Viking. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So UND lost but covered. Um, UNI, that was a surprising one. UNI was favored by nine and a half. They ended up losing to USD 34 to 21. That one, yeah. That was the biggest surprise of the week, um, yep. and at at UNI's place too. At UNI is the surprising most. I was gonna say surprising is most surprising. Yeah. part of that. I and I don't. I wasn't able to watch it. I was actually. I randomly had it on the radio. They they're on ninety five point seven FM, which is one of the, you know, top forty stations or whatever. So, um, it's it was on my radio, and you uh, and I had a bunch of turnovers early in that game, and I think it kind of got away from them early. Um. Mm-hmm but clearly usd you know is potentially a team to be reckoned with in the valley this year um so it'll be interesting to see you know i don't like seeing that from uni coming into our game a uh, little bit of a motivation factor there for them coming off of a rough game It's exactly right. what i was gonna say yeah that, that loads well for us right yeah they got their backs against the wall which is exactly when you don't want to play uni mm-hmm. um the last game was obviously ours, and again, remember we we talked about how we we should pick Western Illinois to cover because then then uh, we'll win by a lot. And SDSU covered by, by gumbo. We pulled it <laughs> off. So uh, yeah, uh, you can throw up Jim's comment back up there about the you. Uh, uh, Jim com- commented turnovers by you and I in short field for the major months led to the USD win. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I think some turnovers got got away from them there. Uh, Dustin says you and, I, you and I has no offense and QBs that don't want to stay there. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I, kudos, we sir, for we're the you and I, right? What'd you say, I mean,
0: Brendan? Will we can get into that? We I mean we're playing you and I. You and I. Did you see that whole thing with uh, Will McElveen's, uh brother on Twitter?
2: I did not see it. No. Oh yeah, he threw a fit. Like tell us.
0: Fit. So, tell us about it. Um, he went on. So Will commented because from what I've seen and heard and things like that about Will McElvain is after he lost his starting job because the offense was terrible. Mm-hmm. With him, um, he he would he was like sulking on the other end of the. He wouldn't be by his teammates on the sidelines. He'd go sulk on the other end of the field, and then I guess there was issues with him being. On time to meetings, yada, 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 and eventually decided to transfer, right? Well, his brother comes on Twitter and some people made comments or whatever under his thing about transferring. And his brother came in off the top rope (laughs) talking about how terrible the UNI coaching staff were and they have terrible receivers. And they ran a different offense for the new guy over McIlvain. and that's why he wasn't. And and now he's transferring, and it's a garbage program. And like, he went on a whole thing. And then his brother must have saw it, and been like, "Hey, I'm in the transfer portal, <laughs> and I want people to want me to be on their team." Right. So it all got deleted.
1: Never a good look.
0: And like. He, deleted so hard he like deleted his count and ended up reactivating it but oh, yeah that was something geez. ben you have yourself muted buddy it's Very. all right
2: time. it's quiet time ben we're playing we all right
0: it's uh what what's the game it's not mine can, uh, can read anybody my read my lips uh, yeah. Can can you read Ben's lips? It's it's going to be a huge hit on the audio part on
2: <laughs> iTunes. People are going to love it. <laughs> All right. I was preventing people from he- from hearing my coughing. Oh, All right. Very, so very well the Valley Standings, we have Southern Illinois and NDSU sitting at top uh, with no losses. <clears throat> Brendan, you take it from here. Um, Then we have uh, Missouri State coming in at third. Um,
0: I'm not sure how they have these ordered after that. Well, Missouri State's over South Dakota for having the head-to-head win. We're behind USD and Missouri State because we only have played three conference games. Then we have Northern Iowa at one and two after us in sixth place. Then Youngstown State at one and two, Indiana State at one and three, uh, Western Illinois at one and three, Illinois State at 0 and three, and North Dakota at 0 and three. And I believe this podcast, at least this podcaster, I'm pretty sure you were on board with me though, called UND Circling the Toilet and Dropping Out of the Top 25 is the big one to fall behind. And boy, have we nailed that one right on the noggin. Um, I get a kick out of UND fans who are going, yeah, well, we played, we played NDSU close and we all of our games were close and they're against ranked teams. And it's like, well, welcome to the Thunderdome. That's, that's what this whole thing is, man. You, you play in the Valley. It's not about having close games. It's about winning those close games. And if you don't win those close games, then you end up not making the playoffs. And UND is probably not going to make it now. They're at 2-4. and They'd have to win out. They have to play us. Um, I think they have to play Northern Iowa as well and a couple other ranked teams. So they're in some serious trouble. Um, Playoff picture-wise, Missouri State's in good position. And USD, I mean... They're sitting at five and two, and I think we probably have to finally uh, give them a nod that they they seem to be a playoff lock. Now it would be full on University of South Dakota to somehow screw this up, but their remaining games are are mm-hmm. as SDSU and the team up north, and then they have I think it's Illinois State and uh, somebody in and then I think it's Western. Uh, Western, right. And so all they need is two more wins to make it. So if they beat Western and Illinois State, who are both not great, but I could see Western taking them, uh, they should get into the playoffs, which is a shame.
2: Yeah, I mean, that uh, I was just looking at tickets for the game down of Vermillion, uh, thinking about going to it. And that's setting up the, the two games they have between now and then is uh, Western Illinois and Youngstown State and a bye. No, sorry, Western Illinois, I- Illinois State and a bye. Um, so they're going to be sitting pretty heading into that game against us. I mean, that's going to be huge for them. Um, you know, it's obviously a big game being the rivalry, but um, it's going to be some big-time playoff implications and potentially seed implications for both teams. Um, so uh, if – if anybody else is thinking about going to down, down, excuse me, down to that game, go get tickets. There are plenty available. Um, I think the visitor section is section H. I was looking at, so go buy those up. Let's all uh, meet Donovan Vermillion and have a party. Well, I mean, their fan can only buy so many tickets. By himself. Yeah, <clears throat> it's so it's tough. I mean, we might as well take some of them off their hands and turn their wastewater treatment plant into our wastewater treatment plant. Yeah, they must have. Uh, for how many tickets are available? They must have like severely increased the capacity. What is it like twenty thousand now? Oh uh, <laughs> no, <it's> well. Not, <laughs> no, it's it's not. Yeah, it's not that big. Okay. Well, I don't. But they know are forty dollars a piece.
0: <clears throat> oh my god, not forty dollars. Um, I think uh, what happened is is they admitted that the the dome had never been the ten thousand. and They were going to reduce capacity, so current capacity is twenty five thousand. mm Hmm. I think that's
2: how USD math works, if I remember right. So, yeah, a a 10,000 capacity, and you still, I mean, there were quite a few tickets available, um, so that's kind of sad, but anyway, uh, enough about them. Uh, Let's go ahead and throw up the top 25. So we've got Eastern Washington, followed by NDSU and Sam Houston, and then Southern Illinois all the way up to number four now after their big win against us. And then we got Villanova, and then South Dakota State at six. Um, JMU, Montana, Southeastern Louisiana, UC Davis to finish out the top ten, and then Valley teams. We've got USD sitting at number twelve, which they've risen a lot these last two weeks. They rose uh, quite a bit against after that win against you and I. because they weren't even ranked. I think two weeks ago they weren't even ranked. So going up, yep, going up to number twelve is pretty impressive. Um, they're going to be sliding into the top ten here shortly with their next two games. That assuming, assuming they take care of business their next two games, um, Missouri State's down to eighteen. Northern Iowa's down to twenty, um, and that's it for Valley teams. So um, we've got five in the top twenty, um, which happens when we get into Valley play, you see some attrition you see some, uh, teams kind of beating each other up. So, uh, we're hanging in there at number six, um, on this poll anyway, and the FCS fans, nation to admin, admin top 25. Um, so that's where we're at. Let's, uh, go ahead and roll into this week's picks, which, uh, well, let's, I will, I did want to say that. Brendan did go four and two. I went three and three. So Brendan beat me last week. But, and I was kind of upset about it. But I went and looked at the overall standings. And I'm still up by a pick. One pick. You hear that, you hear that sound behind you? Yeah. That, that's footsteps. I'm coming mm-hmm. for you, baby. So I'm 26 and 29 overall. Brendan is 25 and 30 overall. So uh, we will see how that ends up. But... For this week, uh, we've got uh, one matchup outside of the outside of Missouri Valley slate. We're going to be looking at number 22, Rhode Island. Goes to number five, Villanova. And Villanova is a 13-point favorite in that one. 13 points. That's so, uh, a lot of points. That yeah. is a
0: lot, a lot of points. Um, I think Rhode Island lost. Uh, <clears throat> kind of a unique thing happened for Rhode Island. They got to... Fly on the New England Patriots team that was, plane. That was cool. Game. And so I'm wondering if some of that contributed to them losing to Towson. That might uh get you a little starry eyed, especially when you're kind of a perennial bottom feeder like Rhode Island's been for since
2: Rhode Island's been Rhode Island. Um yeah, they lost twenty-eight to seven too. That wasn't right. a close game.
0: Right. I mean, no offense to our favorite radio hacks who are coming out to visit us uh, Jody DeLand <laughs> and uh, Sh- uh, Anderson. Uh, Sean Anderson. Sean uh, Anderson. But uh, Hairless Joe and the boys. Um, <clears throat> but uh, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um,
1: are we going to get boxing gloves so they can have this fight? That's what I want right. to know. Right.
0: Uh, we will be selling tickets uh, at the Southeast Concession Stand. They're going to go out to the 50 yard line and fight at uh, Hyde. High noon, I think, is when that happens. Um, <laughs> uh, Kurt mm-hmm. Lickis is going to do the flyover for the fight. Um, <laughs> that's what I've been told. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think Rhode Island will be a little more focused. They're going to be a little uh, feeling a certain sort of way after the loss of Towson. And so I think they'll keep it under 13. I don't know if they'll win, but I think they'll keep it
2: under 13. I... I'm gonna take Villanova by 13. Um, I think they've got something going. Uh, they're riding. Uh, they didn't. They only beat Albany by seven this week, uh, but that was at Albany after after their big win against James Madison. You know, kind of that um, kind of hangover effect. But um, I think they come Have back you seen big. The I think at Villanova. There's not a lot of
0: difference between home and away.
2: Yeah. There's that. Uh, But, no, I I think they bounce back and have a big win here, Uh, make a statement, and kind of solidify themselves in the top five for now. Cool. This is the game that will tie me with you. That's awesome. There you go. All right. So, then into Valley Play, we've got Western Illinois goes to UND. UND is a 10.5-point favorite in that one. And I'll go ahead and pick this one first. I'll take Western Illinois all day. Uh, I think this is a fairly easy pick in my book. Ten and a half points is a lot. Um, UND is at home, but I, I think Western Illinois is not a terrible team. I think they've got, uh, they've got some weapons on offense. Uh, yeah, and I think they can do some stuff on defense too, so plus I, ten and a half.
0: I don't think Western Illinois is a terrible team by any stretch. i um, been saying all year they're going to reach up and snag somebody but that is going to be when they play USD in a week or two here. Uh, they're not going to get UND. Uh, UND, I think, UND is playing for their playoff lives at this moment, and they're at home. And if there's anything I know about UND at home is they're almost good there. So I'm going to take uh, – that's a that was, that was shade, huh? Yeah, I like <laughs> it. So uh, I will take the fighting post- U.S. Postal Service uh, at home.
2: By 10 and a half? Yeah, by 10 and a half. Okay, making sure you realize this is not a straight-up pick show. This is against the spread. That's fine. That's a you lot know,
0: You know, for me thinking it was a straight-up
2: <laughs> pick show all year long, I'm still only losing to you by one, which, <laughs> I mean, how's that make you feel? <laughs> yeah, not, not great. Speaking of the pick show, the B-team picks are presented by Shenanigans Pub, which right? I understand you went and checked out. I did. Yes. And they absolutely, I got
0: one of their shirts. I should be wearing, it's in my pickup right now. I bought one of their shirts. Uh, they are your Jackrabbit. It says right on the back, your Jackrabbit, uh, sports headquarters of Sioux Falls. Uh, they are, um, I was really impressed. I really liked it. They had a whole big, uh, the SDSU tailgating tents you can get. They had one of those set up. Sioux empire staters were there. Uh, I mean the Iowa game was on overlapping with our game. That was on maybe three TVs. Otherwise, like eighty percent of the TVs are the Jacks games there. Uh go on down. They got great drinks, great beer, um, good food down there. We only had time for a quick beer because I had I ran over there after uh taste soccer game, but uh, no, it was awesome, and it's almost entirely Jackrabbits fans there, which is fun to be in a bar fully taken over by Jackrabbits fans. Uh, there's only one thing up there of uh, the school down south, so, um, and I think that's a contractual thing by Bud Light, so I blame Bud Light for that and not shenanigans. Mm-hmm. I, I think they, um, I, I think they'd probably frown on me lighting a fire. I, I did ask the waitress, and she uh, she said no um but uh no it was great it's uh i really i love shenanigans uh i really like it there i loved all the jacks fans everywhere i'm still in that phase of um coming back from the frozen wastelands and coming down here i still like get excited when i see people in jackrabbit's gear so that's happening way more frequently because i see it everywhere in sioux falls uh so walking into a bar that's just all jackrabbit stuff was awesome um loved it definitely will be going back uh for the next away game
2: good deal yeah it's definitely a spot to watch away games and obviously we'd prefer you come up to brookings to watch watch it in person but if you can't it's a great place to go watch uh home games as well all right so we've got youngstown state going to indiana state uh these teams are looking like they have no chance of making the playoffs um Youngstown State's favored by seven and a half. Really? Yeah, at Indiana State. I will take the trees. Yeah, me too. I don't think that needs an explanation. Does that need an explanation? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, the only thing is that Youngstown State did beat Missouri State, who was playing well at the time. So they have that under their belt. Um, Classic trap game. They got, they're going to be looking forward to us after a big win over Missouri State. Give me the trees very possible. So the next game we got is Missouri State going to NDSU. This is a big game. It's um, a huge game. <laughs> NDSU is favored by eleven and a There. Oh, I can't believe they're only favored by eleven and a half.
0: and That's a surprise. Oh. Oh. Well I don't know how who I want to pick now see Ben uh, sends me all these picks ahead of time and then what I do is he does all this work to put together a spreadsheet with all the picks and the lines and things like that and then I go and I look at it a uh, roughly sixty percent seconds <laughs> before we start the show so so prepared. Um I am completely
2: uh, unprepared <laughs> for that line um, what do you what do you think you know I I think I'm going to take Missouri state to cover 11 and a half and I'll even, I'm even tempted to dabble the money line. I think that Missouri state has a good enough offense to score points against NDSU's defense. And I haven't seen enough out of NDSU's offense to think that they can keep up with a team like Missouri state who, you know, uh, yeah, Jim Poppin asks, "Will NDSU even score 11 points?" That's the question. I mean, not 11, but the question is, can they score 30? I mean, they they did against uh, what was it? UNI, I think. But um, you know, I I don't know. I, I think is I think they're in for a fight. Uh, you know, it is at home for NDSU, which is big yep. for them. They have obviously a big home home field advantage. But I'll take Missouri State in the points. I am going
0: to take NDSU in this one because every time there's a game like this where an in Indiana State or Missouri State or <clears throat> one of the normal bottom feeders of the conference is having a good year and is ranked and you see them coming in, you're thinking, man, I'd love if they could get them for us. It doesn't happen. And if NDSU could put up the score they did against UNI, they can definitely put that score up against Missouri State's defense because Missouri State defense is not the same caliber of Northern Iowa's. So I'm going to take NDSU at home to. Unfortunately, I would love to be wrong here. I will gladly, I will gladly only gain two games on you this week if I am wrong and Missouri State wins this game. I just don't have confidence in the Bears to be to that level to beat them out in Fargo yet
2: yeah I, you know I get the UNI point but I think we have to question UNI's defense a little bit even I mean they, they gave up 34 back-to-back weeks um, against NDSU and USD who are good teams but um, you know is this the, the UNI defensive old that we're used to being just stout mm-hmm. and able to stop teams um, I don't know we'll see um, but I, I would think, I think this could be a higher scoring game than normal. I'd, I'd have to go back and look at what the, uh, what the total is, but I'd be tempted to go the over in this one just because I think Missouri State's going to score enough, and NDSU's going to have to try and keep up.
0: See, I have a hard time. NDSU, I, I don't think their defense is seven points a game good, but I do think their defense is good. And yeah, I don't see them giving up twenty-one to twenty-four points. I just don't. I, I maybe seventeen. Um, maybe, and I can see NDsu scoring twenty eight to thirty in this game because they'll 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 do the same win the field position battle and end up wearing them down in the second half.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, either way, that's a that's a real interesting matchup and a and a big one in terms of uh, playoff implications. Mm-hmm. Um We've got Illinois State going to USD. USD is favored by eighteen at home. uh Definitely feeling themselves, and uh, that's that's a big line for USD. That's a
0: huge line.
2: <clears throat> However, Illinois
0: State also sucks. So yeah, Illinois that.
2: State is in full dumpster fire mode. Yep.
0: on the flip side, Illinois State is completely inept on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, so I'll take the mutts. I, I picked against them all year, and it's burned me all year. So I will take the Trailer Park Hounds and. Um, I like that. I just I'm gonna call them that from now on. That's my favorite. I'm gonna call them that from now on.
2: That's too many points for me. Um, Eighteen, you know, they maybe they win by fourteen or seventeen, but is a lot. So um, just it, it doesn't feel right. But I'm gonna take Illinois State there. Um, and then we come to our game. We've got UNI number twenty coming into our house. Uh, we're number six in the poll, and we are favored by. What do you think we're favored by? Yeah, you already looked at it. I I no,
0: you didn't remember.
2: All right, what do you think? You know what part? I do? You know what I do is I look on,
0: I look at it, and I go, okay, Valley Games and that game, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, anything else we've added into what we're gonna do today? Awesome. And then I and then I
2: close it. <laughs> my gut reaction
0: just, is my best reaction.
2: You're just checking to see that I did my job. Okay, yeah, Ben. Yeah, ben, ben, and ben then ben, I.
0: I have started rechecking what you put down for my points because since you tried to
2: oh screw you don't me out of believe one believe
0: me now. Well, since somebody right. tried to screw me out of one.
2: All right. Well, fine. I mean,
0: honestly, I think for all our viewers probably recognize that I realistically probably lead this competition by two or three. I just haven't gone and fact check <laughs> your yeah. your score- your scorekeeping, and everybody knows you're just a dirty, dirty cheater.
2: Yeah, there's that. <laughs> you keep telling yourself that
0: that's what I'm t- i always sleep at night
2: so what do you think we're favored by, or are too we favored me points oh wow okay <laughs> 12 and a half okay chad's got 12 and a half i think we're favored by 18. Woo. 10. hey
0: that's Favorite a reasonable line it is reasonable I still don't Um, like it. It's you and I, Hobo Dan, they're fighting for their playoff lives.
2: Yeah, backs against the wall a bit. Um, Coming off of a a rough loss against USD. Um, However, I do think that our defense cleans things up a bit in coverage. I think that our offense um, continues to roll. And I, I think we win by... I don't know, 14 to 17. So I'll, I'll take us by 10. Yeah, you know, this is a defense.
0: This is the first time in a couple of weeks that this is an offense that offensive style we tend to do better against and and is a little bit easier to defend stylistically, athletically, things like that. It's not one of these up-tempo, rush to the line, get you off balance type of offenses, chuck it all over the place. This is our more traditional Valley offense that we are generally set up to defend um God I just got so many bad memories of you and I on hobo days right and Steve Anderson says we have to break their soul in the first half and yeah that's our always you know the goal um man <laughs> it's hobo day though we never win by 10 points on hobo Day It's true. I, uh, you know, I hate to do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the points with you and I. I don't. I hate hobo day games. I hate them. We never. It's yeah. When's the last time you remember going? God
2: damn, we played good on hobo day. <laughs> All right, man. Hat, hashtag bulletin board material for for our uh, our team. I mean, gonna...
0: Hey, they can be mad at me. That's uh, hey, be yeah. mad at me. Prove me wrong. I sit in the south e- or northeast corner of the end zone. Throw <laughs> everybody knows me, where you sit. Me off, yeah. Everybody probably they know where you sit too, Chad. Well, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Do you hear
0: voices echoing across when it's dead silent after a bad call, and it's something somehow offensive and creative. Well, if it's straight offensive, it's probably me. If it's if it's no, it's Chad. Chad's offensive. I'm
1: a little more creative about it. <laughs> Unless it's yelling at the refs, sometimes I got you
2: know right. a good Rogaine joke in there or something. Right. I wonder if anybody doesn't know that you guys are the people that wear hard hats and coveralls and bang on the bleachers old game. Go I ahead not met any. You didn't know? <laughs>
0: Leave that comment on there if you didn't know we were the ones with the the coveralls and hard hats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the band of so. bibs. That's right. Yeah, I uh, what am I? Through? I think I'm on my fifth or sixth hard hat in three years now. Yeah, you go through twice as many as me. I snap. They just snap clean. It's bang, bang, flappy, flappy, flappy. Uh, yeah, they're
1: useless when they break in a half. How? Yeah. Well, yeah. How's it's, the uh, railing holding up over there? Good. It's got a very good. Um, it's got a few shiny spots. That's about it. It's got really? no. It's
0: got a blue. It's got a blue streak over one part of it because for the blackout game, I painted my helmets. Uh, oh, shut up, Dustin. He says <laughs> one of them can handle having a beard. Yeah. Well, you got me. You got you got me there. Got I mean, me I think there. it's a
1: just a mark of manliness, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, you have one too. I know. So Garrett Meyer says he's just uh, left of us. So
0: what's up? Come say
1: hi.
0: You know, yeah. And down, third hey.
1: downs. Help me on third downs.
0: <laughs> third downs. Yeah. Third downs and uh if you stand up and wave, maybe you'll get some pocket candy
2: thrown your way. What do you what do you do on third down? I just you know just get do. everybody
1: up, get up, it's third
2: down. Oh okay. okay, yeah. The
1: funny thing is, is
0: you know, if you if 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 you're a Jax fan and you haven't figured out that stomping your feet is louder when you're sitting, then I don't know if you've been paying attention. So yeah. we're really kind of weird about that. We'll be like, stand up, get loud, and then we promptly sit. <laughs> and start bombing our feet. On the- <laughs> <Yeah>. it- <laughs> Ryan Jensen says, my hard hat is too fancy to bang on the railing. It is. If you haven't seen it, it's on Twitter. Um, I-, I think uh, I retweeted retweet- it or Kyle retweeted it. it is, uh, it's-, it's gorgeous. But use them aluminum bleachers to our advantage, folks. And um, don't kick the tin siding because it's louder. That would be frowned upon, (laughs) and we would never do that. We've never specifically been asked not to do that anymore. A little weaker, Um, huh? Is there a weak point there?
1: Well, Uh, no, it's just tin,
0: it's like the side of a tin building held together by sheet metal screws. Hmm. And I'm just saying, looking at it wise, anyways, it doesn't look like it would hold up very well to someone kicking it like a donkey to be as loud as possible.
1: And uh, so don't do that. I don't know whose idea that ever was. I don't know whose idea it was either. <laughs> but drunk me has lots so, of ideas. <laughs> but
0: but if it's an important place, some sacrifices have to be made. <laughs> and I'm willing to pay for some more self-tapping uh, screws, damn it. Turn up the volume. <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: that's one problem. I, I love where I sit. I sit in the, the second level right next to the club section in the first mm-hmm. row. But it's concrete. And so you guys are all stomping your feet, and I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah, I do have I do have a railing in front of me. I need to get something to bang on it. You know what? I'm going to say this. You know what needs to happen? Everybody
0: bring your damn cowbells. Ooh. Do it. I don't care. You know what? I swear to God, I've heard them on, on broadcast at other stadiums in the Valley. That is crap. Yeah, Mississippi State can have their cowbells at the damn stadium with, what, 80,000 people? We should be allowed to have our goddamn cowbells. And it feels a little bit like that was a big deal and they killed it. But I think we need to start slowly bringing it back. And then it, until
2: it's it's back and it's too late. It would be awesome to bring it back. And it wouldn't it wouldn't Our take school long. songs ring the bells for Christ's sakes. I know. It wouldn't. It honestly wouldn't take long, and it wouldn't take that many people doing it for people to be like, "Oh, we can do cowbells again." Hell yeah! Like, because I'll. Yeah. I guarantee a lot of Jax fans have a cowbell at home that they. Everybody used, has an old cowbell bring, used to bring to the game. Yeah,
1: problem is some of ours are maybe a little too loud. <laughs>
2: I'm yeah. not saying
1: not, ruined. It it's rather. not possible.
0: I'm not saying that Jackrabbit Illustrated, you know, endorses that from a I was official say, standpoint um so before matt listens to this and i get a text <laughs> message about endorsing illegal activities i do not endorse sanction or am responsible for any repercussions that may or may not be had should someone bring a cowbell but however you sh- all for it we however should. it would be such a shame if people started bringing their cowbells again
2: we should have that disclaimer before every episode that, like, Brendan's opinions and things he says are in no way affiliated with Jack Illustrated <laughs> or anybody else on the Jack Illustrated team or SDSU as a whole. I all never idea, all ideas
0: are attempted by a professional. Do not attempt at all. <laughs> Yeah. You know, on that note of being loud and when to be loud, um, I got a bone to pick here with uh, – like some of the game day operations that we had going on and like I could play in the stands about it but really bothers me. Uh can we stop trying to start cheers uh when we're on offense? Can we do that? Can we can we stop having cheerleaders try to start cheers? Is that is that too much? Or not dance on injured players. I mean that that was really, really bad and absolutely humiliating. And then was immediately followed up <clears throat> by misspelling jacks with the flags in the end zone. So if we could stop that you know clean it up clean up the we we got we need championship effort from everyone i need i need to bring my a game Um, that's why you know we subbed me
2: trying to do the intro out with a professional (laughs) so you know we all got we all got stuff to work on brought brought the championship effort with the intro dustin helton asks will we have hard hats for the hacks when they visit i mean we sure could
0: yeah you know what? I think uh, we get them revved up. You know, there there's some East Coast boys, and they're like, "Make sure, you know, we'll bring our beer." And we're like, "No, we're gonna." I, I, I was like, "No, we'll we'll have beer for you." And they're like, "No, we'll bring beer." I'm like, "No, we will have beer." And He's like, "Well, Sean drinks a lot," and I'm like, "All right, first off, I'm from Wisconsin. Shut up. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Second off, I was like, dude, I'm bringing at least two thirty racks for that game, and <laughs> Chad usually has." a giant cooler of every sort of wonderful beer you can dream of.
2: And Plus but I can't I'm
0: going to bring get, some liquor for that game.
1: But I and can't get yingling, so if they want to bring it, I'll drink
0: it. They can bring some yingling if they wanted. But then I sent him that, and he's like, oh, Jesus, that's a lot of beer. Well, it's like, well, don't try to... Don't don't come to the Midwest talking about how much you drink, I think is the moral of the story, because you probably don't.
2: And your livers will suffer. Right. Yeah, just I mean, have have them start drinking some of Chad's beer, and they'll be... They'll be done before the game even starts. Right. Chad's always carrying around these like 8.9% uh, heavy, heavy beers. And they're not normal sized beers. Like Brendan's got a normal sized beer right now. The size of Chad's beers are like, I don't know where he finds these cans. They're crawlers. The, yeah, but it's a, a growler in a can. Yeah, <laughs> like a crawler. With a it's can a crawler. crawler. That's a thing. It's a crawler. It's, it's
1: yeah, it's a 32 ounce oh. beer. No,
2: no, he makes those cans in his basement. <laughs> I, I'm a mad scientist. If you told me that, I would believe you because nobody else drinks those. He's just that. because
1: cackling. I'm a full man on any man sized beers. Right,
2: wow. God. Look at.
0: <laughs> wow. Steve says I uh, gave him some good stuff in Frisco. I don't even remember what I had in I didn't bring...
1: No, it had to have been Chad,
0: Steve. It was probably
1: it. out of my cooler, even if it, it was, was definitely you, right? out of Chad's cooler.
0: I, I flew in. I didn't have any beer with me.
2: Yeah, so... Glad so you enjoyed I, it, Steve. <laughs> I, I wonder, is Dustin's comment... He says, I remember my first tailgate. Is his in reference to us, or is it in reference to the hacks?
0: I I'm going to assume he's referencing the hacks, because I know he would never say something as hurtful as that to me. <laughs> So, um, I actually already have a room booked with uh, and Dustin is well. Dustin has a room booked in Frisco, and we're gonna. Uh, I'm gonna stay with him when we go down there, whether we make it or not. So,
1: how did he keep up back in the day in Fargo when he came out to hang out with you guys? Yeah, he didn't come up. Cardboard. Rev oh came. yeah, the cardboard right. Rev is here.
0: He made the trip. He Ariel asked me to throw cardboard Rev out, and I said absolutely not. He's coming with. So he still survives and he might make an appearance at hobo day.
2: There we go. He we clarified it. He was talking about, oh, he was talking about the hacks with his, with his tailgate. Oh,
0: fair enough. Okay.
2: Comment. So I'm a hack. So I figured we'd clear that up. All right. Well, I don't know that we have anything else I and mean, we can keep talking about drinking beer for a while, but I don't know if people need to listen it. to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did we want to touch on the big
1: announcement? Yes. We
0: okay. have a big announcement. No, we don't. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. we, we might get
1: Scoopy tokens. That's we mu- Hey, 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 hey. spoiler alert. I want my
0: damn <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We don't get Scoopy tokens unless I'm petty and whiny enough about it. And don't you go getting excited until I get my damn Scoopy tokens. Right.
1: We just got to post some 50 butters on, on teams like you and I and USD. I want
0: a 50 butter burger this weekend.
2: We're We're only calling them 50 butters until we get Scoopy tokens and then we'll call them 50 but 50 Butterburgers.
0: Yep, they're 50 butters up until we get our culver Scoopy tokens. (laughs) We are holding the 50 (laughs) Butterburger ransom
2: for Scoopy Tokens. Uh for yeah. If 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 that guy if he's listening right now, uh that's that's all we want is just a handful of Scoopy tokens. (laughs) No, I want five
0: gallon pails. Of Scoopy tokens that I could pour over my head like Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> That's what I want. Don't be handful. I want buckets so I could bathe in Scoopy tokens.
1: <laughs> Unlike Ben, I don't even remember my first custard. But you know, his was
2: just the other day. So I still don't know that I've had it.
0: What? God, you're just a bad person.
2: I'm waiting for these Scoopy tokens to show up.
0: That's fair. Hold on for the Scoopy tokens at this point. And then we'll live stream your first your first custard.
2: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Uh, Robert Drake just made a, or he just commented, and we need to bring that up. Uh, tailgating with making 605 hog sliders called 605 piglets which and,
0: i think is i bet you that's a good preview of the food that drake's place makes i'm genius. guessing so totally so is, have to swing by
2: where is this where robert tell everybody right where is the tailgating or are I you mean, going to have a drake's place at, flag flying cuz at risk of having it. at risk of having everybody come eat your food no there's only 15 people listening or watching so it's not going to be a ton, but
0: outside, you know, outside of the fact that this is up here forever and gets like 500 views on Facebook alone and well, then has another, you know, there's,
2: there's well, outside of the should.
0: couple thousand, the, 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 all the other people who might eventually listen, just, just only focus <laughs> on the 15 right now, Robert.
1: Robert, you need to come on by the Jackrabbit Book Club and
2: give us a little bit of taste. That's right. Well, yeah. he knows, he knows where we are. He came by and saw us the first game of the year. Uh, yeah. Robert says, the north side of the tailgating area. Outstanding. Like the, I backyard? assume he's talking about the backyard. Right on. We'll hunt him down. That's a long That's a long walk. Oh, bring he's going
0: to bring him by. What a guy.
2: See, bring a, not
0: just a sponsor. He delivers food. That's why you're the title that. sponsor, Robert. That's, what, that's why that. you get your name on the podcast right there.
2: So uh, this uh, bold announcement that SDSU made today. And I, I believe they're still partying at the Campanile right now. I believe so. Yes. Um, does anybody have some good information on that?
0: Uh, they're trying to raise half a billion dollars. Yep. And they already have three hundred what forty million raised of it so far.
2: Of the three hundred and forty of the five hundred.
0: Of the, the five hundred, yes.
2: I had not heard it that. Might have been. It might
0: have been three hundred fifty. Yeah, they announced that. So.
2: There's only we can, 150 million left to go. We should just ask Matt with all like uh, with our advertising fund. Should we just make up the difference? Just yeah, <laughs> you know, with with our advertising. <laughs> I don't know. I was uh, looking forward to
0: retiring and doing podcasting, but you know what? I'm all for donating our 150 million dollar podcast Matt, fund. As long as
2: as long as we've got a little Scoopy tokens left over, I'll, I'll give the rest of the money away.
0: You know he could. You know what he can do. He can take that 150 million that he's docking from my pay for us being on Thursday instead of Wednesday, right? And, and he can polish that off for us. Oh, he said he'll cover it. Chance <laughs> is flying through comments here. <laughs> sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Matt's just, That's just flipping covering. them through like a comic book. Like we're gonna like we can read. <laughs> well, now take taking speed emotional. reading classes, Ben, so we can read these <laughs> comments. All reading.
2: right, off screen for me, Shane. <laughs> So Matt Matt said they take IOUs. I would think so. Uh, No, not we. (laughs) This is your deal, Matt. You you got it, buddy. (laughs) Oh, no. No,
0: Matt, we are totally laying this at your feet (laughs) because, you know, we know your daddy Warbucks and running this here. (laughs) Are they buying USD, Robert Drake says, well, (laughs) if we're buying USD for half a billion, I think we're overpaying. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that place should definitely be a fire sale, right? It's a dumpster <laughs> fire with a giant I'd be toilet
0: willing ball. to pay that much for USD if I got to make a killdozer and run through the Dakota
2: Dome. <laughs> um, we'll go back to Jim's comment. He has yeah, just... uh, coming by early this week at tailgating. I assume he's talking about, do I need a pass to get into the book club? You need uh, to bring a book.
1: You need to bring the book, yes.
2: Mm-hmm. The Yeah, no, he just has to sign the book when he gets there. No, we gave the book away. What? The book's at yeah. Clemson, isn't it? Yeah, it's in Clemson, though. Okay. Well, uh, no, There's you don't a story need... there. Come by book club. We'll
0: tell you the story because this is the podcast, and
2: you don't you don't need a pass. Uh, you'll you'll see these big buffoons running around in their coveralls. Look for the no.
0: largest flagpole in the tailgating lot. Oh, and
2: here yeah. I thought you were gonna say a cowboy hat, and then that's true, <laughs> Chad. I... Probably will pay. have his Dumb and Dumber hat on.
0: I got the largest flagpole in the lot. And, you know, yeah,
2: it does. Make enough for something. I do feel inferior. I I I, I, last last time we were tailgating, I threw up my tiny little $18 Amazon flagpole. And then Brendan rolls up and... Uh, how much does that thing cost? Just how big uh, is it?
0: I think it was like 60 bucks. Stop. Yeah.
2: Does it... How big is it? And how does it like collapse? Does it collapse down to like how like four feet? Like six feet. That's a little long. Fits in my pickup bed, so five. Yeah, that's good. Five well, and a half. A if it's only that much, I might have to. I might have to dabble because that it's it's impressive.
1: Yeah. bet you got to remember to bring the stand. what so my wife
2: said, or it's
1: not as useful. Listen, you do,
2: here. you do need the stand
0: we made it work last time in classic fashion two engineers talked about it and then the technician made it happen
2: Mm, we we digress what happened (laughs) we digress sdsu made a bold announcement they're raising 500 million dollars for facilities and faculty and upgrades is what i've heard
0: yeah, I watched the announcement and I didn't really see what it was for. But we're raising—they're raising the money for stuff.
2: All right. Well, with that, um, it's Hobo Week. Everybody, get excited! We're two days away—less uh, than two days away. Um, we will be drinking beer. We'll be—I'm going to go check out the parade with my kids. Uh, we'll be parking at tailgating, walking over to the parade, and then we'll come back and do some tailgating. And I recommend everybody else do the same because that's the only way to take you in Hobode. Yep. I'm going to be uh, pulling in early, throwing pork loin on the grill. We're going to have
0: the, Ryan's making the chili from uh, the J.I. Cookbook. And uh, yeah, let's have some fun.
1: We got cheesy hash browns.
0: And Chad's bringing cheesy hash browns. And my wife's <laughs> making jello shots and pudding shots.
2: Yeah, And I, I got we'll, pudding shots. We're going to have ribs and wings and jalapeno poppers. And my wife's going to have a, if you're early in the morning, if you're needing a little pick-me-up, we're going to have a coffee bar with a mixed assortment of alcohols to mix with your coffee.
0: Hey. So, hey stop by. i cooking
2: with gas. Okay. Stop by and pick up a, a spiked coffee. Let's and, of go. course, Robert Drake will have the 605 Piglets. That's right. Yeah, baby. All right. Well, we've gone way too long. Happy Hubble Week, everybody. Um, Cardboard Red is looking forward to Hubble Day. He's That's... coming now. Perfect. <laughs> we we got to get a picture of him there. All right. That's right. Cheers and go big, go blue, go Jack. Go jazz. Chad, you're just, just late. Both of you.
0: <laughs> This podcast has been brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, Drake's Place in Bottle, and to Jackrabbit Central and Shenanigans. Subscribe to this podcast and all of the Jackrabbit Illustrated podcasts and like and follow
1: Jackrabbit Illustrated on Facebook and Twitter. And, go big! Go blue! Go Jacks! Horns down!